One of the most important things for mid-market businesses to understand is the systems they use, how they use them, and how we can use software in our businesses to help us, to help us with our marketing, to help us manage our finances, to manage our stock control, and to make sure we're aware of what's going on in and around the business day to day, so we can be more successful and more profitable. Hi, I'm Craig West. In this episode of Mid-Market Matters, we're going to drill down on some really important issues around systems and software. As your business grows, we need to make sure we've got our systems in line with that growth. We're joined by Marianne Wickman, the National Channel Manager for Attaché Software. Thanks for joining us, Marianne. Oh, my pleasure, Craig. Thanks for having me. So let's get down to the basics. Um, To run a business today, we need software. And we need more and more software. And if you look at the app store or online, there's apps and software for everything. You can do your grocery list. You can check the cheapest petrol station <laughs> near you. You can find out what you should have ate yesterday to save calories. I mean, there's, it's just a limitless list. How do we stop that confusion and sort of get a little bit clearer around what systems are really important for businesses? Look, I think that's a, a very, very valid question. And I think it's one that is very difficult too. The difficulty is is trying to understand or find out what is right for your business. And that'll be based on the industry that you're in, really. Like if you're in a service-based industry, then you don't need an inventory app per Mm, se, but you still need an app or something that's going to enable you to invoice your customers and things like that. And I think there's also this belief that all these apps are cheap, but by the time you add- Add them all together. Absolutely. And something that I've- really tried in my career and and especially in public speaking to users or to businesses, to business owners, what I've tried to get across to them is your software is not a liability. I don't understand why business owners today feel that their software is a liability. It is actually an asset. So by the time you spend all the little bits and pieces on adding individual apps and then trying to make sure whether they're all going to talk to one another. And work properly together and yeah. Are they going to produce the results that you need? You are better off as a business to look at specifically the industry that you're in or the type of business that you're in to then be able to identify. And I know I've used this um, analogy before, but one throat to choke, you know, like you want to be able to work with one company that's going to be able to provide you or one business that's going to be able to provide you with everything as opposed to dibbling and dabbling in lots of things and trying to get them all to work. So once you've identified the industry that you're in and what you actually need to help your business, that's going to make it easy for you to make a decision on what you what's best suited for you. Just because an app is cheaper and there's so many of them and your best mate's using it, doesn't necessarily, for his business or her business, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be right for you. So I think it really is identifying where your business is at. And I think this is where a lot of business owners, small business owners struggle as well. Uh, They, and I could use lots of analogies here and one popped into my head, but I won't use it quite now. I'll use it later on. But one of the things is, is that if your business is growing very quickly mm-hmm. and you don't have the systems in place at the beginning, it's going to be very, very hard for you to be able to catch up as you move forward. So I think it is identifying and making that investment in the beginning 
one in the time to find the right one and not be afraid to spend the money. My dad used to always say, you've got to spend a bit of money to make some money. And I think that is so true today. People are afraid of spending on software because they don't see it as any value. They don't, it's not something tangible that you can hang on to. So they don't want to spend the money on on software that's going to run their business and tell them whether they can afford that BMW that they want to release and whether they can afford one for their wife. Um, The business is going to tell them that. So they're quite happy to spend the money on a car that's going to get them from A to B, but not really look at the systems that they're going to need to drive and run their business. One of the things I see a lot is people just outgrowing either their software. I've got a client at the moment, I've actually told them they've outgrown their accountant and financial advisor, mm-hmm. not because there's anything wrong with their accountant or adva- financial advisor, but they're specialists in small businesses. Mm-hmm. This guy's now got a hundred staff. It's not mm-hmm. a small business anymore. It's complicated yep. and it needs a different level of skill. Software is the same, I think. In my view, there's lots of software apps that we might use when we start up because they're cheap and quick and easy, but they don't work anymore when you've got staff in four different countries or when you've got export and you're suddenly dealing with foreign exchange, mm-hmm. you know, all those things mm-hmm. become an issue. Absolutely. How and when do we identify that? What what are the trigger points that we're going to look for and say, okay, it's time to review this? Look, I think you know pretty early on. To be really frank and honest, I think as a business, you do know because the frustrations start to kick in. And generally the frustrations aren't with the business owner themselves, it's with the staff. So you're really relying on your staff to come back to you and listen to what their pain points are. If you're trying to manually in a spreadsheet an Excel spreadsheet, create things like you were saying with foreign currency and then adding on duties and things like that. That's going to take a lot of time. But not only that, it's also then the errors that are caused Mm. in that. So if that's a part of your business, I would honestly, strongly say if that's a part of your business that is a big part of your business because you are buying primarily from overseas, then that you'd be looking for software that was going to take all that away that hassle away for you and make sure that it was going to be easier for the operator and that it was going to be more accurate. I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges for, for smaller business owners when they do start, the businesses start to grow, they've outgrown the systems that they've got and they're looking for something new. It's really, really hard to identify what you need. Um, there's a number of RFPs that have come across my desk, RFP, request for proposal, where businesses send in a whole list of requirements that they need. And generally those are far, there's far more on there than what they really, really need. So it's a wish list. It's a wish list. It's a wish list. So even for them, when you're going through something like that, for myself, it's really identifying with the business out of those, what are your biggest pain points at the moment? And are these, these here going to help reduce those pain points or relieve you of those pain points. You can have a massive big wish list, but that's like all your apps. You're adding on little apps to take the place of those wish lists. So somebody can come to you and say, well, you can get that in blue and you can get it in green. They do exactly the same thing. It's just a different colour. Well, that's not going to help your business any better. So it really is making sure that the things that are a priority for your business, for your industry, like I said, service or uh, actual stock-based and putting the things that you really do need at the top of the list. If people, business owners or businesses, financial controllers, if they're ringing me at Attaché or I get to speak to them at Attaché, 
Uh, or even out at a barbecue, somebody says to me, look, you know, I think I've outgrown my system and I need to move to something else. What should I move to? My first question to them will be, what are the three things that your current system isn't doing for you? Right. What are the pain points? What are the pain points? What, yep. what, what yep. Are you, why are you looking to move? You've already identified yourself that you've outgrown it. What is it that's not, what it's not doing for you? Um, and they're the three things that you will then use and build on to identify which system's going to be right for you. Um, you know, do you need something that's a point of sale system, you know, you know, to be able to do retail sales as well as wholesale sales, you yep. know? Uh, again, identifying the industry and then working from there what you need. Marianne, we hear a lot about cloud computing and data being stored in the cloud and there's a lot of talk at the moment about cyber security and data access and so on. How much of an issue is that for medium-sized business? We're talking about people that have got a lot of data, a lot of customers, they've got a lot of staff, we've got a lot of suppliers, there's a lot of data there. Tell me about the cloud and how important it is to get that part right. Look, I think the cloud is seen by many, many people as being the solution to everything, right? It's It's going to solve a lot of problems. When in actual fact, it's not, it's honestly not the case. Um, And I think that's probably as challenging as running a business, as understanding all this terminology. And it's important for businesses. Doesn't matter whether you're small, medium or large. It is really, really important. The cloud is not everything for everybody. Um, You will hear an expression called hosted, right? A hosted solution. Um, you'll also hear hybrid. You probably he- heard mm-hmm. the word hybrid yep. and some people refer to that as a, as a motor vehicle, but it is used in the digital technology age now. And a really good example of hybrid, uh, a hybrid solution, and I'd like to go through all three of them if that's okay oh, with great. you. Yeah, yep. okay. So um, a hybrid solution, a really good example of a hybrid solution is attache, yep. our payroll system, for example, um, where you have the payroll system itself resides on the desktop or on the server in your office. So all the personal information is all kept there, all secure. However, an employee can actually access the onboarding or enter in a leave request or enter in a timesheet and they can do that via the cloud or remotely. So they can open up an app, for want of a better word, on their mobile phone or their iPad and they can put in a leave request. Right. So you're looking at the cloud, and you're also looking at a ho- at hosted, and that's a hybrid that's solution. Hybrid, yeah, it's a bit of both. It's a yep. bit of both, exactly. Now, when we talk about the cloud, everything, Facebook's in the cloud, uh, Instagram's in the cloud, uh, Snapchat, all those things are in the cloud, and all that information is being housed somewhere. Okay, somewhere out there in the ether, that information is being hosted. We're all using the same platform, though. So what happens is, is if Facebook does an update, everybody gets that update, yeah? So we're all using the same platform. So with the likes of Xero, for example, as an example, their cloud solution is the same for everybody. Yep. You know, when you log in, everybody's got the same. Same as Facebook, yeah? So that's a cloud solution. And yes, it is being, uh, it's up in the cloud and you can log into it from anywhere. Who owns the data though? 
is my big question. Um, if you had outgrown a cloud system, a cloud-based system, and you wanted to move to a desktop because you'd outgrown it and you needed something a little bit bigger and you didn't want it all to be in the cloud or you didn't want it in the cloud at all anymore, how do you get that data off the cloud and onto your new system, you know, is, is, is a big question. Cloud isn't necessarily the be-all and end-all for everybody. The other term that businesses will hear is hosted, where people have hosted solutions. And hosted is, again, a little bit like the cloud, and people have get a little bit confused by the two, where hosted is somebody has a data centre, we call them data centres, yep. and your software is actually installed at that data centre and then you're logging into that data centre and doing whatever you need to do. So you might have one version of Attaché, I might have a different version of Attaché because my software is installed on a server yep. in that in that data centre. Um, with single-touch payroll, for example, STP, the government did state that no file was to leave the shores of Australia. No STP file because it has so right. much yeah, information it's got a, yeah, in it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So they have said that no. So that when you're looking at the cloud, there the information has to stay. It has to reside here in Australia. Um, there is also with the cloud things that you really need to be careful of, and I'm I'm going to give you two examples. One of them was a, is a very very good girlfriend of mine who is the financial controller for a business here in Sydney on the Northern Beaches. They import a whole lot of handbags and watches for big brands, big brand names. Now, she was getting ready to pay a invoice of over $110,000. The invoice, had, she'd received it by email. She'd opened up her banking software and she was getting ready to pay it along with a whole lot of other invoices. And when she got to this particular supplier and she looked at the bank account, the actual bank account number that she had on her banking software to what she had on the invoice that she had downloaded were different. Right. So she'd rung the supplier in China to say, have you changed your bank account? And they said to her, oh, geez, we're really sorry. A lot of our invoices got hacked on the way through. So somebody had picked it up, changed the changed bank the accounts yep. and then forwarded them on. Now, there's two stories that I've heard, live stories like that. That is something that is occurring more and more. That could have put that business out yeah, of business. All sorts of trouble. Yeah, yeah so we we have to be really careful. There is nothing that is one hundred and fifty percent guaranteed. You know that somebody's not going to be able to hack it, and yeah. that's very evident. I think with Facebook and things like that. So the message I'm trying to put here is, or put forward here is, is that the cloud isn't the be all and end all to everything. If you need to access data from remote locations, you can still do that via other means. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the cloud. So I'd really encourage business owners to explore that a little bit more, talk to people, talk to their IT people, talk to other friends of theirs that are in business or, and again, talk to your accountant. Um, if you need to get a second opinion, get a second opinion, you know, talk yep. to somebody else. But it, it really is educating yourself to make sure to, or to understand what's going to be best for you. At Attaché, we have all three. We have a hybrid solution, like I mentioned. So you've got the desktop yep. and you've got the payroll in the cloud. We also have hosted. So if people want to um, actually have the software up there so that they can access yeah. yep, yep. But if they want us to host it for them, 
Then we have our data centres that are all here in Australia. We have backup. Obviously, you have one and then you've got a backup and a backup yep. just in case something goes wrong. So we host the software on behalf of businesses as well. So it's again, it's all about education. And you know what? In another 12 months' time, there'll be another word be something for different. something yeah, different. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm interested to find out what people do right in terms of actually implementing. So let's assume I've had that conversation, mm-hmm. I've got my pain points, I've selected my software solution. It's not as easy as just signing up online or going into Harvey Norman and buying it and like we used to do and putting the licence mm-hmm. key and it's up and running and we're good to go because we've got 50 staff. Mm-hmm. There's training and communication. Mm-hmm. How does that work? What have you seen work well when uh, people implement new software? I will tell you that the biggest challenge will be your staff, okay? Uh, and the reasons for that is is because some staff will see it as, geez, am I going to lose my job because now the system's going to do this, this and this. There. There's yep. a threat there. Yep. Uh, the other one is, oh, God, do I have to change? I've been doing this for so long now and I know my routine, I know how it works, I can make things balance and that sort of thing. So... They're comfortable in their roles and they can turn up at nine o'clock and walk out at 4.30 and the day's the same and there's no stress. Um, People don't like change. A lot of people don't like change. It's learning new things. So my advice to anybody, any business that's moving from one system to another, regardless of whether it's small, large, large large to larger, is you must have your staff buy in. So you have to involve your key personnel to help you make those decisions uh, because if you've got their buy-in, they're going to work very closely with you and they will then make sure that their staff are engaged to keep them on side as well. Um, I think, you know, one of the things is you, one of the questions we were or the discussions we were having earlier was about moving from small or outgrowing a small system to mm. a the next system you really have to identify, to help you identify which system's going to be best for you. One of the analogies that we use is, you know, a, a motor vehicle. If you're going to move six cases of apples, you can throw that in the boot of your car. Yep. But if you're going to be have to move 6,000 cases of apples, well, then you're going to need a truck. Yep. So it's you identifying what you need in your business and then that's definitely going to help you make it easier um, to identify what systems you might want to move to moving forward. And make sure you've got your staff engaged and involved, bought in. Absolutely. Yep. And look, the other thing that I will say too, you know, staff members move, obviously they, you know, they leave an organisation and you employ somebody new and the new person that you employ may come with the experience of another system and you've employed them because of the qualifications that they've had either in the industry or they've, you know, they've worked in that industry before or, you know, they're really good financial, whatever the case is, you've employed them. In some instances, the systems that you've got, there's nothing wrong with them, but these people will come in and then maybe suggest that, that you need to look at something else. So, and the system that they're suggesting that you look at might be something that they've worked with before. And I have suggested to businesses go and look at it. Absolutely, go and have a look at it. If that person has used that system for the last two years, three years, four years, they, they are going to know it pretty well. But is that going to be right for your business? You need for them to identify why it's going to be right for your business. Yep. Um, and it's not always the case. Yeah. So it's, it's, 
this is why it's so hard for business owners because there's so many things um, and ultimately for them, they are the backbone of Australia. Medium businesses are the backbone of Australia and to all our bloody politicians out there listening, you know, they forget that. They really do forget it and they are generally the ones that are employing most people in the country, they're paying them the most people but they're the ones that get overlooked at, you know, in elections. So there's more that they have to focus on without necessarily having all the people that they can go to or advisors and people that they can go to to get the information that they need. So the system that you run is the backbone of your business. Don't ever see it as a liability. It is an asset. It's a massive asset. It's going to help you run the business. It's going to help you grow it. So yeah, very important. Okay. Before we wrap up, I just want to get your number one tip around how do I get the right system in my business and make it work for me? I would look at what I'm currently using. I'll go back to my barbecue story. I would look at what I was currently using and I would identify the three things that the system's not, not happening. Yeah, they're just not happening. Because from those three things, Craig, I'm telling you, you will drill down into others. Yep. And if you engage your staff in that, they will then be the backbone, the leaves on the tree, you know, to tell you what the extra things are. Wow, now that you raise that, it doesn't do this for me either. Yep. Or it could be doing this better for us now, you know. So, And some of those things aren't necessarily um, things that you would have identified in the last, it, you know, three months or four months. They could have been things that have been happening for six years. You know, you've had the system and you didn't know that. So go back, drill down onto the three things that are frustrating you now or frustrating your staff now and work from that. Okay, fantastic. That makes it fairly simple just to identify what's going on. Mm. Marianne, thanks for coming in. Uh, really fundamental platform for business to get right is their system. So thanks for your advice. Thanks for joining us. You're more than welcome. Thanks, Craig. And of course, if you want more tools and information to help you with what we've just talked about, head to the Midmarket Matters resources page at midmarketmatters.com.au. 